I just think now every time I start, it's going to be a blooper. But uh, we know that this is all performance enhanced. It will take away the charm. One in thirty percent of the tests that are done are actually caught doping. Erythropoietin. Sorry for the pronunciation. Also, I don't want to say anything, but uh, <laughs> Russia. I love the fact that you're straight getting into it with this. Yeah, question. yeah, yeah. They made doping criminal altogether. Hey guys, welcome back to All About Sports, the podcast. You guys are joined by a regular host, Aniket Mazhar, and myself, Shubham. Before we jump into today's episode, for all football fans, last week we had spoken about Indian football, uh, how football is progressing in India, or is it really progressing in India? What is the current status, and what the future looks like? Uh, so the link will be in the description. You guys can watch that video. Uh, but today's video is all about doping. Uh, it is all about uh, what how doping has evolved um, in sports um probably doping has been there since the time sports started athletes are always trying to outperform their competition and sometimes they they try to use performance enhancing drugs uh, so we'll be discussing that some interesting facts about doping which i would like to highlight is um there's this notion that goes around saying if everyone is doping taking performance enhancing drugs so is it really cheating or is it just about leveling the playing field uh so that was an interesting quote that i came across and uh i thought i will i will uh open this discussion with that so what do you guys think about doping and if if a lot of people are doping should everyone dope or uh, is there a moral ethical uh, ground to it or does it just become a level playing field um yeah so what do you guys have to say about doping i think there are a few sports where most top athletes have come out and said that this is the norm right um, cycling fighting a lot a lot of combat sports um, until well you said i walked into ufc and kind of you know uh, threw a wide net around that but again um, should it be accepted uh, maybe we'll find out through this point but uh, um, my idea of sports is um, test natural skill limit um how good can someone really be based on how much they trained now uh, an interesting take on the whole doping thing is since you are training to push yourself um to exceed your limit <laughs> why don't you do something else as well right um i don't know what you guys think about that but to me um it would kind of Okay, not Rowan. Rowan is a bit too far. But if we know that this is all performance enhanced, it will take away the charm. So, I don't know what. What do you guys think about that? Just a few stats I'd like for our viewers to get a understanding of what doping is like. Uh, between one and two percent of all the samples that are tested are found positive, and a survey found out that twenty percent, that between twenty percent and forty percent of athletes will confess to doping if it's done anonymously. and also uh, if only 1% of all samples are actually found pos- positive and doping is generally happening around like say 30% of athletes it means uh, one in 30 dopers uh, no sorry one in 30% of the tests that are done are actually caught doping so doping does happen it is prevalent it's just about uh, how much testing happens and how many people get caught so these are just some numbers i wanted to put out there uh, and yeah mazar what were, what are your thoughts shubham this is perfect because it's so true uh, sports has become or other at uh, i think in general 
since 1998 when the wada was founded that's the world anti doping agency doping existed before that also uh, i'll get into that a bit later but you're so right uh, now it's a game of who has the better doctors and who has the better scientific developments that can help them or enable them to manage to get away with doping right so the olympics are such a big thing and that's a major reason why doping started to be the best in the world and and the thing is the olympics happen every 4 years right so when you win for 4 years people will keep talking about you and then they'll talk about you beyond that as well because then they'll they'll be like oh can can they can he or she do a repeat and all of that so basically you win one gold medal and your life is made as an athlete or any sports person for at least most of the major sports so i think it comes down to that now uh and i think cycling is the perfect example of that so cycling had started and this doping talk started way back in the 1900s till the 1940s where they allowed doping as in it was acceptable till a certain extent like they were all allowed to use certain uh, enhancers that can get them through because we all know how they physically demanding it is and challenging it is uh, going uphill and all of that we get tired in going uphill on one slope and we're panting these guys do it for days together so uh, that's just uh, that's why i understand the acceptable part back then then slowly rules came in and laws came in for to make it stricter eventually 1950s 1960s is when they actually put in those rules then in 1965 they made doping criminal altogether so it was just a sudden leap where they they are like no you know what we were accepting it now no more of this we want a fair game where it evens out the playing field no one can use any sort of uh, enhancers or so called things that can mutate your body to help you help elevate your game now um, we all know about who all has doped and obviously when someone mentions doping cycling is the first thing that comes to mind now i have another point to basically back up what gui said in terms of performance like of course it ruins the fun for viewers if you know everyone's cheating and doping then what's the fun right because you can level a playing field by basically putting in certain things into your body or uh, to get you up to a certain skill level that can match the best as well um and why i'm bringing that up is swimming for example uh they had different swimsuits technologically advanced swimsuits which improved the timings of every single swimmer uh during a particular phase i don't remember the time period when they got these new suits in but all world records were getting crushed at that point in time and uh, then so that was i think it started in 2009 when they brought in these new streamlined swimsuits and then they went back because they realized that you know there's no fun anymore this was i mean so technology has advanced so much where swimsuits could help swimmers to such a level so there's it's beyond me to even imagine that um that um at least all the people who can afford it and the sporting organizations that can afford it are doing it so uh, it's no surprises that they are finding ways to cheat the system and not getting caught so that was that was my whole issue right so 
uh, an enhanced suit is available for everyone. Yeah, in a way, exactly, exactly. It's available for everyone. Um, it's not, it's not yeah. doing much for anyone specifically. But when you're taking something to enhance um, what your body can do, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of different, right? See, there's a difference. There's, there's a difference out there. See, like how Gui mentioned at the beginning, when you talk about talent, if all three of us are athletes, for hypothetically, and all of us are playing football. Mazar, your talent will be of a certain level. Gui, yours will be a certain level. And I will, like, naturally, we have different levels of talent. Correct. Correct. The, the most entertaining aspect of sports, and that what leads to debates and who's the goat in this sport and that sport, is how much you can push your natural talent. So that is interesting and entertaining. Now, in that aspect, if you get uh, uh, enhanced suits or, like, shoes or whatever, but that is equal for every athlete. They are getting the same technology. But at the end of the day, it's about pushing your talent. But once you start taking performance-enhancing drugs, those drugs biologically work in your body in different ways. So not necessarily all athletes will have the same benefit. Some athletes, their body can uh, uh, work on those drugs very well. While for some athletes, can it can screw their health up. So again, that doesn't make it very equal for all athletes. No, so Shubham, my point is not that. My point is, if you can come up with that technology has progressed so much that if you can come up with suits that can crush world records in a swimming pool, just imagine how much they have already discovered ways to cheat the system and beat the drug testers and get away with it. That's my point. So I'm not saying that. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, it basically that I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying that technology has advanced so much that there's like my mind goes bonkers when I think about it as to what levels they are they may be doping at all these top athletes or any athlete for that matter. So that was my point about it. And I think you're pretty right. So everyone knows that in certain sports, doping is rampant. If there were attempts to try and control it, I think most people have found a way around it. Yes or no? Do you think do like there should be a list of uh, um, drugs which are not allowed like there is currently or do you think it should be like open to everyone like do what you feel like with your body and enhance it to whatever extent no. just just a question that's the question like I love, before the I, you're, you're, I love the fact that you're straight getting into it with this yeah, question yeah, yeah. I think... no sorry sorry so since it's UFC Malu I just wanted to add one thing uh before I share my opinion, because I quite clearly know Shubham has a strong opinion on this point, but I just put in another fact, a couple of facts actually. TJ Dillashaw, uh, for uh, people who don't know, TJ Dillashaw was a world champion in the UFC in his weight class. He was absolutely dominant. He's only 33 years old. He got banned by the US ADA for two years. Because he had uh, EPO found in his system. Now, for all of those who don't know what EPO is, it is erythropoietin. Sorry for the pronunciation. But basically, what it does is it increases your red blood cells, which means that it gives you higher oxygen levels, gives you a more aerobic state, which means you can obviously have longer, more stamina and just seriously enhances your uh, performance. Uh, it's the same drug which is used by the cyclists, and it's the same one which most cyclists have been uh, so EPO, EPO. have been caught for. But what's hard about EPO is it's very hard to catch because it's red blood cells mutation, right? Oh. So it basically settles into your body. Anyway, uh, and one more uh, thing is Brock Lesnar. 
Brock Lesnar tested, failed two drug tests uh, with the UFC or rather with uh, uh, the US ADA. Uh, but that was for steroids. So in terms of any drugs, so literally what types of steroids and all, we, we don't know. We just know it's clearly mentioned steroids. So I think UFC has already strict rules in place for what is allowed and what isn't. That's pretty much every sport, tennis as well. So, yeah, sorry, Malu. So what I was saying is, about, like, based on what Aniket asked, I think uh, doping should not be allowed at all. No sort of drug should be allowed at all. Uh, there, are, there are a long list of drugs that are already uh, mentioned by the WADA uh, as to if you're tested uh, uh, positive on any of those drugs, then you're banned or whatever the consequences might be. And with technology advancing so much, obviously there can be a lot more R&D done so that athletes who find ways to cheat the system, that can also be blocked. But at the same time, see now, see, this becomes very tricky. There are a lot of steroids that people take when they're sick because they need those steroids so that their body can uh, recover. Like I think in the case of Maria Sharapova, I think no, when, when her doping incident came out, uh, she was actually taking those drugs for some illness or sickness that she had. But that drug also had some 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 uh, substance in it that can also be uh, 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 taken as as like a performance enhancer or whatever. And because of which she got banned. So stuff like this becomes very tricky. But if something like this has to happen, then the athlete should actually be able to provide evidence as to why they've been taking that drug. Have they actually been unwell and that's why they're taking the drug? Uh, so I think there are ways to work around it. But basically, my, my take on this is that uh, no form of cheating or no form of uh, uh, external substance put into your body should be allowed in any Malu, Malu, it's only cheating because they said it's cheating, right? <laughs> if, you, if you open it up, it's not cheating anymore. That's, that, that was my um, intention behind asking the question. Like, right now, it is cheating because it's illegal to do. It's, um, so, it, this is unlike an underhand serve. An underhand serve is legal. So, okay, it's maybe not uh, the best thing to do. But when you take a substance which yeah. you're not allowed to, it's illegal because someone put, down, put it down in the rule book. So, do, you, do we take that rule out or not? That was where I was heading to. But like some interesting things came up in your points, right? So I love the fact that Malo brought up meldonium, which is what Sharapova was taking, if I'm not wrong. Used to treat um, basically uh, poor blood flow around, mostly around the heart. So like people with chronic heart issues and stuff like, and you'd be surprised. Okay, yeah, she, diabetes, she said, man. Diabetes, she influenza, said, she said, basic stuff like she, that. She said, she said she's been on it since 2006. Um... The, the response was that we've been monitoring this for the last one year. Um, since 2015, we've been monitoring uh, what meldonium can or cannot do in terms of enhancing a performance. And we put it out there that this is now added to the list, right? So again, her case is a little... Uh, also, also, I don't want to say anything, but uh, <laughs> Russia. So um, uh, a big one, a big, big, big one. They had so many sanctions. They are currently facing a few. I've got to applaud even um, the efforts of USADA and UFC because look at, there are some records which drastically changed, right? After USADA came in. So just for an example, I'll, I have some here. Johnny Hendricks went from a 12-3 record to a 1-5 record. If anyone has seen Vitor Belfort before and after USADA, they, they'd be shocked. 13-6 record goes to 2-3. Chris Weidman, who faced Anderson Silva twice. 9-0 record gone to 2-5. So, you've got to commit that sometimes these efforts do really work as much as we like to say that 
it's prevalent people don't get caught it has an impact so it's a no- <laughs> so and this is the thing like us at least two sports where it is really prevalent um and what i like to uh, say about this effort like or how people believe that um everyone's doing it it is the norm i think um top athletes have to be crazy to do it like but that is that is generally um the perception right everyone who is in the uh, average category is going to say that all the top athletes are doping but can you imagine okay every every tennis player has an instagram story a twitter post saying they got tested for doping yesterday today and in 3 days again so, i mean that and i believe that kind of effort is justified because you are preserving the ethics it's not about just health it's not just what how much you push your body right in sport um it's a competition <laughs> and i think you need to compete on fair ground and that is my take on having a rule book in play or not around doping what's crazy is i was just thinking about it you know we've covered ufc we've covered the combat sports and gui you are absolutely right it's mostly prevalent in that because i think any yeah. the, i mean directly physical contact that you are exposing yourself to and uh i think it's understandable that it's used the most in that and another example of physicality being case why doping is really prevalent is weightlifting and mm-hmm. we are infamous when it comes to uh weightlifting and doping our indian athletes somehow it's always our weightlifters who end up testing positive and the saddest part is we barely win any medals and when we do it's a weightlifting medal i already in my mind have discounted that medal saying that no this athlete is going to get tested it's going to come back as a failed drug test and we lose our medal and it's happened so many times now so i think the physical aspects and the physical demand brings it back to your point people not being able to afford these fancy facilities and the state of the art facilities so then out of desperation and uh, the want to be successful they take their chances and well if you're lucky enough and you get away great for you but if you don't well suffer you know one thing way. one thing that you mentioned anket was about the records of athletes who were doping and once they stopped doping how their records uh, drastically fell or whatever changed yeah um now this is just something i'm thinking of of uh, the top of my head like sometimes i also feel it's a very psychological thing with athletes because they're taking a certain substance and they've had a fantastic track record and then they stop taking that substance maybe it, it it also becomes a psychological thing that oh my god i'm off it and will i be able to fight the same way will i be able to perform right. the same way and then maybe they lose one game and they lose one match and then after they're like oh shit or uh, it, it was the drug that was helping me and that becomes a psychological yeah, yeah. thing so yeah, it's not I, necessarily I, like that's true to every possible addictive substance or something which you believe i mean it oh but it could be um, um what is it called i'm so sorry you know you know thinking of this i remember i saw this one movie where a guy had uh, erectile dysfunction he goes to a doctor and the doctor gives him some tablet he goes home takes the tablet and then after he is he, he gets a proper erection and everything is fine and then a few months down the line the doctor tells him there is a placebo in the tablet giving you a vitamin tablet and it was helping so it becomes a psychological thing really that was the word i was going for which i forgot placebo right so it does placebo so these and you can never discount how much of a mental uh, game any sport is right 
sports requires you to dial in your attention your focus like and it's not just physicality so yeah you i mean shobham has a stellar point in the sense that so even if this person was on something which is currently legal or legalized but at some point he believed that that is the uh, you know uh, reason why he was performing xyz or not being on it is why he lost a game sure their records could uh, be impacted but if you look at some of these guys before and after you said i i promise you shobham you would be convinced they are on something they like, i will yeah, i yeah. send those photos i definitely photo agree with <laughs> i definitely agree with goey because and you'll just look at tj dilishaw as well uh, guys he was the most successful in that short period of time before he was tested positive he was winning fights after fights became champion retained his belt and all of that and it was a sudden burst you know like you see it happen of course of uh, everyone hits their peak forms uh they just find their mojo and things happen but that sudden rapid rise and then when you look back and then you find out oh damn he tested positive he's been banned for 2 years it really gets you thinking that it had to be the drugs you know it could have not been obviously it, it, it helped but it's just now that he's always going to be remembered and like everyone's going to associate him with that itself so that's one thing now the other thing i wanted to add is guys please explain to me cricket yeah like andre russell why on earth would someone like andre russell need to use performance and i think even drugs? shane won i think even shane won i mean okay fine but shane won's uh, i don't want to say anything but in terms of fitness levels we know the difference vast difference between andre russell and Shane Warne, uh, Prithvi Shaw, man, he just made the Indian team at the time. He no, no, come on, Prith- some something, yes, something and- which we don't know about. Please, Mazhar, be be honest. There's nothing, nothing has been written about it. Okay, which means he's clean. Ah, sorry. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> no, but I'm just trying to like. True, sometimes true. I, I just wonder, I- yeah. and andre russell fine prithvi shaw fine trying to probably cement his side in the indian team which he anyway had so god i god knows why he would do that andre russell is west indies best all rounder hands down secures his spot in the team plays and makes money in the ipl and all these t20 leagues that he plays in there's absolutely no need for someone like him to do so sometimes it's just doesn't like some why i understand certain athletes who may be in dire need like i understand a weightlifters trying to do something to achieve something cuz they spend their entire lives trying to become successful in that sport they reach a certain level it matters and at the end of the day it's a money play for them right money uh, which comes legacy play legacy play. play i think yeah legacy play more than anything so, else exactly so i understand that but for Andre Russell. <laughs> like, no, like like what you mentioned, Mazhar. One thing is what, uh, which I which I came across in an article. Some of these athletes, they they reach their peak or whatever. They they make it really big in their respective sport, and maybe they do it by being completely clean. Okay, hypothetically. Then what happens? Once you reach that peak, there are million dollar endorsements, and and you are the star, and you're making a lot of money. 
So sometimes what happens is athletes, they also start taking enhancing drugs so that they can sustain that peak longer because uh, like, like how you mentioned, it is a money game. When you're at that peak, the amount of multi-million dollar endorsement deals that you get, it is because you're, you're the star athlete, you're making, you're, you're the best performer on the field. So that is also a reason as to why sometimes athletes, they tend to uh, take these enhancing drugs so that they can sustain their peak longer just because of the money. Both of y'all brought up money and now that I think of it, um, the the glory is in case you win is is so much bigger than the it's, it's so much bigger than the loss of reputation you face in case you're caught right so i think they just everyone just weighs their options um and they're like oh okay olympic oh, also think about it how often do you see uh, doping instances in a sport where most athletes are well paid cricket football but um, think about the olympics olympic athletes are not uh, really well paid right you spend so much time you spend four years to train for an event which technically pays you what nothing it's just glory it's just glory for them it's exactly pride. So it's national it's, pride it's, it's exactly it's it's, it's you become it's you becoming a hero period so i think uh, the stakes are slightly higher for them in terms of what happens in case you don't leave a mark in the sport as opposed to footballers or cricketers who can play cricket till the 35 play football till the 35 36 whatever age is except oh 35 is just like i think 35 was 10 years ago now you can play till 40 so uh, both sports uh, you there is a league somewhere for you there is uh, a state competition there is something or the other for you to there are much more opportunities in certain sports so you i don't think doping sh- is that prevalent in most of them in those ones at least and olympic athletes much more prone in the sense that they are in that state uh, where you are slightly more vulnerable to those uh, temptations to do maybe i See, think for that's me okay. for me what i think for me what i think like my biggest issue with doping comes down to like i think maybe two things one is health now when i talk about health like for example if doping was supposed to be legal and there would be no issue you can go into whatever drugs you want then when does an athlete know he has to stop like he can keep on injecting himself with so much substance and that can like have a massive impact on you know see for example bodybuilding now it is not an olympic sport but there are so many deaths that happen in bodybuilding because athletes they put god knows how much shit in their body so how do you know where do you stop if there is like no legal framework in place and my second issue which i think is perhaps like a bigger issue is 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 the sort of impact it has on society because see all these athletes that we are looking at are star athletes and they have massive fan followings and especially all these young kids look up to them so if pro athletes are doping amateur athletes would also probably be prone to doping because yeah. they would they would imitate their, their their idols now see these professional athletes they have uh, sports scientists and doctors who are probably monitoring them so everything is in doses but these amateur athletes don't have it so again that can have a massive health impact so according to me doping can have a large scale impact in society given the fact that these athletes are role models and they have like millions of followers so if they openly say yeah i'm doping and that's the reason i'm so successful it will it will definitely influence the younger generation that can be a big impact my question around that is suppose you make this the norm right you make it the norm that you are allowed to take performance enhancing drugs so automatically infrastructure comes up around it saying that we are it's 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 basically like uh, say uh, 
you need to develop a covid vaccine so everyone got into that effort of trying to develop a covid vaccine now if you suddenly say that over the next 5 years we are working towards a program where we are trying to legalize performance enhancing drugs so you will have you will definitely have people and this because this is this is as lucrative as creating a vaccine by the way i'm sure because if you if you tell big pharma companies that you know hey we want you to make a few performance enhancing drugs which are safe which we will allow you to test which we want to roll for everyone across the board go for it i think a lot of people are going to jump in so that's that point where we can where we should stop kind of gets regulated automatically because the infrastructure comes up around it in case you say that it's okay to do and but, sec- but i i don't really think it does because like like you said a lot of pharma companies will jump in the scene and they'll be like okay let's uh, uh, mass scale and mass have a mass production body malu malu 100% what you want to say i know I, sorry guys. I, I, I know i know what you're going to say i know what you're going to say there are any way there are <laughs> there are any way enough concerns about what big pharma does in general right and i know that because it's going to be a money game things are going to get out of hand and the regulations going to get monkey because private companies things like that which the regulation going to go out of the window so i was just posing a question because this is this is the easiest argument to make against what you said that if there is infrastructure around it if if there See, is cool. because right now right now yeah. there is already a body right there is already a body to regulate it and you everyone still makes the argument that it's rampant so let it happen okay we will regulate what is allowed in the sense that a lot of things are allowed but some things are dangerous for you so we monitor your health as opposed to monitor what you're taking so we monitor what happens to you so what happens to those athletes who do not have access to that infrastructure exactly but they still do because they get cheap drugs they put it in the system but they don't have access to that and then, then what happens to them but but i can still make that argument right that still hap- that's happening right now don't you think you don't think that's happening right now it is but, but that's not see, the right point see right now right? It, it, it's it's if very you, harsh if you legalize it yeah and if you legalize it or like accept or like a certain degree a certain degree so yeah. a certain degree there all these other countries will never win another medal or win anything for that matter in global competition what i believe Because is that countries Sorry. are so highly advanced in terms of all of that that it's either going to be deaths in the other countries who can't afford it mm-hmm. like malu said or then it's just going to be that they don't have the money so then they'll do something utterly ridiculous uh, something way beyond levels expected it, it, it borderline it's going to become borderline yeah, it's experimentation it's going to become like a medical cold war going it's going to it's going become, to become, become see, a medical experimentation and and my only issue is my only issue is that every sport becomes like f1 so if you can do the r and d okay if you can set up the car well you have you have a brilliant machine but the difference is it's going to be machine in f1 it's going to be humans in other sports so that is that is my that that is the one where i think that is why i have to draw the line and saying that no in to answer my question whether if if uh, we legalize it to a certain extent or through like better monitoring and things like that we accept the idea that taking some substances is fine it's go is it never stop <laughs> there there won't be enough regulation and the risk in a sport like f1 is you have a bad car because you your r&d just went overboard right and you didn't you didn't um, do well enough but if you don't do well enough in terms of testing a new performance enhancing drug it could mean a life and 
you can't put the value you can't put any value on any life so see one example i can think of is like like how you mentioned if uh, if it's legalized and if, if it's available to everyone and how i was trying to explain that even if it's available to everyone there are people who won't have the resources to get it or they might get cheaper versions of it so for example today sports science has advanced a lot uh, having the best nutrition and diet is available to everyone but still it is far more available in europe and the us as compared to take a country like india now in indian athletes can also get the same amount of uh, uh, infrastructure that they're getting but can we pay for it does our government provide it is there enough uh, like private cl- uh, clinics also or private sports science clinics available so mercedes versus has about that mercedes versus has is the same logic right some people i some people some countries just would be that far advanced that they do much much better than the rest mazar what do you think legalize not legalize what's your take on no it? definitely no uh, i've always been against it i lost all my respect for lance armstrong i've lost a lot of respect for pretty much any athlete that has been caught cheating uh, there are there are exceptions and you can tell that from a personality of every athlete like come on you see their lives every day and you know it so totally against it no way i would approve of it i wanted to get out as soon as possible from the system ஒன்ஸ்ட்ரைப்ஸ் மீடியா பிளாட்ஃபார்ம்ஸ் பிலோ அண்ட் வீல் சி யூ கைஸ் நெக்ஸ்ட் வீக்